Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Hello, Fightful fans, Fightful faithful. Welcome to another prediction show. My name is Stephanie Chase, and today I'm bringing you not one, but two pay-per-view predictions, as this weekend we have WWE Payback and AEW All Out. And joining me to go through these two extraordinary cards (laughs) from Inside the Ropes, it's Kenny McIntosh. Kenny, thank you, and how are you doing? You're welcome. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm I, we were at Wembley together. We were at Wembley Stadium seeing all in and now we're about to watch all out. So it feels like I'm trying to think of what, what kind of decline steep that would be from one to another. Like one of the yeah. greatest shows of all time to what what seems like AEW presents insurrection at this point. It's like it's like seeing Queen at Wembley and then seeing a Queen tribute band in your local pub. Yeah, it's a calm down. How are you since Wembley? Because yesterday, I honestly thought I was dying. It like it all like all hit me, and it hit like a lot of my friends too. And I thought, have we all come down with something? I took a COVID test; it was negative. So don't be worried about getting so close to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm like I'm not recovered yet. I thought it was it was a lot. It was a lot that week. And what, yeah, it was a lot. My my sort of lack of recovery is that when I'm waking up in the morning after like a full night's sleep, I don't feel mm-hmm. recovered. Like I don't feel yeah. like ready to tackle the day or anything. Um, no. But I mean, I was very lucky because I went home on Tuesday rather than mm-hmm. Monday, which ended up with all the 
flight stuff. I know Sean, Sean Ross Staff and people were kind of stuck at points, but um, I got to just like relax in London on the Monday and then go home on the Tuesday. But yeah, I definitely feel like I'm on a come down. You know, like if you have like a really good Christmas or something, and yeah. like, and then you're trying to recover from that Christmas for like two weeks. That's what mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm doing right now. So I originally had planned, like full disclosure, to be at all out as well. I was going to do the double. I right. was gonna, I was gonna do it, and I thought that was gonna be so much fun. And the closer all in got, the and the more I was putting it all together and everything I wanted to do during all in week, and have fun in London because I don't live in London. I live in Liverpool, so I had to get a hotel and everything. I was like, this is this is gearing up to be quite the excursion to do both. This is gearing up to be a lot. So about one week before all in, I canceled my flight to Chicago. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I started planning like a full November full gear trip because my birthday's always full gear in and around like a day or so out. So I was like, I'm going to see if that all for November. And as things started unfolding the past couple of days, I realized that I might be the smartest woman in the world. I think you might be because it's funny. I have thought I knew I because I I I knew obviously we'd spoken and you'd said that you weren't going anymore. But like yeah. the last couple of days, I've been thinking about these poor people. We try and limit my swearing on this because you know it's just the instinct of a Scottish <laughs> person. But like these people who've paid for the like say you bought ringside tickets for all out and you were like yeah. you know it's a safe bet right? It's like buying a WrestleMania ticket. There's not really ever a bad mm -hmm. WrestleMania. You can yeah. kind of it's fine. And I think it's just, and no disrespect to the people who are on All Out. There's a lot of great wrestlers on that show, but it's like nothing feels like it's like the culmination or the big moment. Even, you know, Kenny yeah. and Takeshi, I know we're going to get into it later, but like, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's just one of those things where it's it's not working this year, and I don't know if they're going to be able to learn from it. But the thing that I find quite interesting is, you know how with AEW pay-per-views, if there's one that's like, like say Double or Nothing this past this year, right? The yeah. people in the bill that were kind of, oh, it's okay, but I'm not that into it. It did like an amazing buy rate, like a really good buy rate. And mm -hmm. I wonder if All Out this year is going to be the fin finally the one where it's one that's not at a great build and people don't buy it. Because if you live in the States and you just paid $50 for All In, are you going to pay 50 for All Out? I don't know. See, I was at Double or Nothing and I thought like that was the kind of weakest pay-per-view that they they've done like really like actually watching it and it was the one of all that I've been to that I thought like the crowd was the quietest the loudest I the loudest I ever heard the crowd was after um MJF oh no not MJF after Cole and Jericho with them all just going that absolutely sucked and everyone just like walking out to, to talk about how it sucked <laughs> and I was like that's the loudest you guys have been all night um but this one is like yeah it doesn't feel like a big deal. And I think maybe that's some like voodoo that us in the UK have put um, on the Per Chicago people because I think when we saw that All Out was coming straight after All In, some of us were like, hang on, does this, are we, are we the second? Are we like the pre-show? Well, like, listen, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't get the All Out card. Yes. Can you imagine like yeah. that, what that would have been like? Like the, I mean, yeah. it's like even like, I know this is kind of a spoiler, but I guess we can, because we're going to predict it anyway. But like, mm -hmm. MGF and Adam Cole facing the Dark Order? Like, I know. I just, I, no disrespect to them. I like the Dark Order, but they've not been positioned to be in that match where you're going to care about it. 
No, not at all. And I think a lot of there was a lot of complaints about Kenny not having a singles match at Wembley. And I really think he should have had a singles match at Wembley. And he's getting a singles match on Sunday. But at this point, I feel so sorry for the Chicago people that they can have it. Like they can have the Kenny singles match because yeah. I mean they ain't getting anything else. Um, but I guess like let's start with WWE though. We'll do it chronologically. We'll start yeah. with payback. Um there's only six matches uh, on the payback card. This is a pretty small one. Uh, there's no real woman reigns. Um, and there, there's a talk show segment first. So we're going to start with payback. You guys in the chat, get in your predictions. And you remember, you can send in super chats as well. If you have something really, really important that you absolutely have to tell Kenny and I. Kenny, do you think all the Americans are watching going, I thought her voice was weird, but what have we got here? I feel like this is a conspiracy and you have brought me here so that you sound more Americanized because you Maybe. know that I am that I don't. So um but no, I think I, I I hope people do super chat us and I always like to hear from people who are watching. Uh but yeah, it's it's the payback card is is it's it's like quiet. It just feels like a quiet card. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's a bad I th I think all out is a bad card. I just think the payback one's quiet. But um, yeah, I mean, we it's also... very in your house, isn't it? To make yeah, it all yeah. Better. It's very in your house. And I know that I, I saw today that there's like, you know, John Cena's probably going to be on Payback as well. I think he's going to host it potentially. That's what he's going to announce on SmackDown tonight. So, you know, it'd be good to have Cena there. Maybe he'll announce to the local crowd that they're getting a two-night WrestleMania for a pop, you know? Maybe that's yeah. his new thing now. He just announces things to the crowd that he's at to pop them. Um, he just goes there and says, don't you guys want a WrestleMania? Yeah. Hulk Hogan's coming out of retirement. Well, that wouldn't get cheated, actually. But, you know, no, um, no that definitely wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, I think Payback is the one, because WWE have had, like, a really good run of pay-per-views this year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was at SummerSlam, and it was a really good experience live. And I think SummerSlam was a good show, but I think everything before SummerSlam had been a great show. Yeah. So I think it almost like meant SummerSlam was a little bit disappointing, even though it was still really good. So um, I think Payback is going to, I really hope, and I'm not just saying this to get some sort of like women's wrestling points, but like I really hope Becky Lynch and Trish main events in the cage and that they really pull it out because I think that would be, be really good. And I, yeah, I think that that feud has been so much better than I thought it was going to be at the beginning. So I hope that they get their flowers and get to main event. Yeah, I'm hoping to go to a Survivor Series in November. So if they want to, you know, keep doing a few um, mid ones until we get there, like that's, you know, good for me. Um, let's let's get into it. And I am first going to start with the match that I also think should be an event. Becky versus Trish. This feud's been going on quite a while. And I think we expected it to end before now. But here we are. They're going to be in a steel cage who you got for this one and why um i think this one's a fairly clear one i think it's going to be becky because i think that she is going to win this feud i mean it's funny when becky and uh we, when, when we had the whole becky team with lita and trish at wrestlemania i don't feel like that felt as big as we'd hoped it would feel like when they were yeah. together but this trish heel turn i mean she has been killing it I think that she said this week, it's probably been, Jeremy Lambert has probably transcribed this from somewhere because he transcribes everything 24 hours a day. But um, yeah. there was a, a thing about Trish saying that she'd like to work with Rhea Ripley next. And I'm like, 
keep Trish around because she's not just, and you know, I'm curious to hear what you think, but I don't think Trish is doing well for a nostalgia person. I think she's genuinely killing it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, me and you, uh, you know, not to not to age you, Kenny, but we've probably watched Trish's entire career. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's amazing to see her back now and, and how well she's done. Like, I, I've always... Trish is, to me, a far better wrestler than Lita, you know, just to compare them because they were brought back together, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And this current one... Um, her being the heel rather than coming in to be like the nice veteran baby face has been so cool. And yeah, I think she's yeah. done really, really great with it. Um, for me, I think that Becky is going to win this match. Um, it'd be so cool to see um, Becky go against someone like Rhea as well. But I think she'll probably move on to maybe doing more with, with Zoe Starks would be good. Um, but I really do hope Trish sticks around i hope this isn't the end of trish and i really do hope that they get to me an event here because i think they've had like the rug pulled out a couple of times by wwe been yeah, a couple yeah. of things um so they deserve it and it'd be great great for trish to get the main event like in a steel cage because remember like she was in the first raw women's main event yeah. she's one of the first yeah. women that we ever saw doing proper violent things in tv so I think it's just such a good moment for her to like steal cage main event with with Becky. Yeah, and I, I I think she's like you know Trish is probably the first woman that I can think of that on a big Jazz has done this but on smaller stages but like you know because Trish is in her late forties now and just yeah. is able to go at a level where I don't think we've been able to see I I don't want to say older because I I don't want to age anybody but you know what I mean like I I she's more. At her age, we've not really seen people that age who've been able to go as much as she has. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I hope that she sticks around. And I think her and Rhea actually, or maybe her and Rhea might be a way to kind of keep Becky and Rhea apart a little bit longer because I feel like that's yeah. probably going to be the WrestleMania match. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this, I'm really looking forward to this one and uh, I, I hope that they get to main event. All right, so that's the first one. And we both went for Becky. You went for Becky, yep, right? Yep, both, both yep. for Becky, yeah. All right, let's move on to... Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Kenny, what are your thoughts on Austin Theory? A bit of a divisive bloke. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he's fine. I mean, right. I, I don't want to do this rant again, but I feel like I need to do it again. Like when John, when John Cena said, because the whole like John Cena is the greatest thing, right? He's not mm -hmm. the greatest. And one of the reasons that he is not the greatest, just a recent example, is when he did that promo with Austin Theory in the lead-up to WrestleMania, and he said, even if you beat me, you are nothing. Yeah. So then guess what? He beat him, and it meant nothing, because Cena had sort of said it. Um, so they've done a lot of stuff with Austin Theory. Obviously, there was the behind-the-scenes rumors that he was a Vince guy, but not a Triple H guy. But Triple H, I think, has done enough with him. Um, but yeah, I think he's kind of at a point now where he kind of has to do something different soon if he's going to be elevated. Uh, with this one, I'm fairly sure it's going to be Rey Mysterio that wins. The only way I would say it would be a theory win is if we get the Santos-Escobar turn. But I don't necessarily think we're there yet, so I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio. But I'm just mentioning the other thing. So if I'm wrong, I've at least yeah. put out there the other option. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go for Rey Mysterio too. Um, I can't see it benefiting Austin Theory to win here. Um, and I think Ray can have like a good little 
take on all comers run um yes. you know before we get to mania season and we really get raised plans but i think he can he can do more with it um and i i don't mind austin theory but i very much agree that like that whole john cena thing <laughs> what did not benefit him at all at all it just reminded because Cena for for a long time in kind of recent years, like from the US Open Challenge thing in 2015, kind of to now, has kind of erased that old Cena that used to you know, start giving yeah. me twitches. But that promo yeah. made me think of like the old Cena that used to mm-hmm. do those promos. So, and we've got eight weeks of John Cena coming up on SmackDown. So hopefully he can. Hopefully he doesn't do it to somebody. He's so going to do it to somebody, but I hope he doesn't. I know. If Cena it does appear for definite, do you expect him to like do anything to Austin Theory, or do you think they're they're done? Is he is I Austin? Think, safe? I think I think Austin's safe now because he's sufficiently you know buried him in his promo. So I think he's <laughs> safe. I don't know if you're like a mid card guy backstage on SmackDown, run for the hills. Yeah, because John John Cena's got eight weeks and. Um, yeah so just even if you're charlotte run you never yeah. know like you never know what he's gonna do but uh yeah i think i i, I think cena if he's hosting it i imagine someone is going to come out to get beat up i don't mm-hmm. i don't know who that would be i don't know who would be because grayson waller was the last guy obviously at money in the bank so yeah i don't know can you think of any mid-card heel that could come out and sort of take a cena beating See, I can't, but since you mentioned Grayson, I'll do a, a pivot to his talk show, not a match with Cody that's going to yep. be happening yep. here. Any chance they set up something Cena-Cody with Cena being here? Yeah, that would be good. Because if Cena's around for eight weeks, I think he is, then that would I think that would make him eligible for Fastlane, which I think is the next mm-hmm. pay-per-view. And like... I'd be into a Cena and Cody match. Like I think Cena, yeah. I think Cena almost would not m- mess with Cody because Cody's kind of the guy now. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's a that's a great idea. I, I I think they should do that. Have Cena come out and do one of his cheesy promos and have it have set up him and Cody. That's a great idea. Or they could even do it where he does a cheesy promo and it doesn't lead to an immediate match with Cody, but it's something they call back to maybe at a bigger show. Um, yep. And then Cena continues, you know, like doing whatever for eight weeks, but we kind of have it in our heads that there's something there with Cody. I think Cody would want to like be on a, a stage with Cena for sure. Yeah, 100%. And it, may, it makes sense as well for this pay-per-view, given there's not a lot happening to have Cena on it. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm, cu- I'm curious, but I think that your thing with him coming out and maybe doing something with Cody is probably the best use of him for this. Yeah. Well, I'll move on to another match where actually maybe this guy should hide. LA Knight versus The Miz. <laughs> Given that LA Knight's the mic man, I would be hiding from John Cena right now. Yeah. Um, this one, The Miz, uh, is not my cup of tea. He did a great impression uh, of, of LA Knight, maybe reminiscent of the John Cena, Nikki Bella impression that they <laughs> did years ago, him and Maurice. But I think this one, like, I think LA Knight has to win this one. I think some of 
this thing with LA Knight has been going on for so long where they don't seem to like want him or like recognize him. And I think some of this Miz stuff has been a little dodgy where they've been almost planting too many ideas in our head about why we shouldn't like LA Knight when everyone organically started liking him. So I'm just hoping he wins and moves on to bigger and better things here. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel the same. I think we're safe, though. I think Ellie Knight's going to win. I think that the the bigger thing for Ellie Knight in the next few weeks and months is that he's not really had that great match yet with anybody. Yeah. I mean, Mez is not probably not going to be the guy that you're going to do that with. But like, I think that he needs to, at some point soon, ha- start having better matches because at this point, to be in a top position, you have to be able to have... Pretty, I mean, even like Braun Strowman, I think about back in 2017, 2018, he was actually really good at having those kind of main event style WWE matches as a big monster guy. But I think LA Knight has not been able to do that yet. So I think that's hopefully next what he does. And maybe like, I mean, LA Knight's on SmackDown, maybe on one of the SmackDowns that Cena's on, Cena teams up with LA Knight. You know, oh, they yeah, do a little. That would be good. You know, use your, your Hollywood stardom. Uh, to you know, give something to Ellie Knight. So I, w- I was going to ask you. You mentioned his uh, Mrs. Ellie Knight impression, his Cena yeah. impression. And he also did an impression of The Rock. What was his best impression? Rock, Cena, or Ellie Knight? Um, I think my I have the fondest memories of the Cena one, but I don't know if I'd give the credit to Maurice there that did a really good job <laughs> as Nikki Bella. She was like, great. She was great. She was really great. Like she's always she always enhances his act, but that that was really good. And yeah, I think, I think Cena, and Cena like deserved it, you know. Especially if you've been watching Total Divas and Total Bellas, and the way like Cena got on, he deserved yeah, to be yeah. like taken down a bit with an impression like that. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cena one is the best. Thank you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best yeah. one. So next we have um. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on Finn Balor and Damian Priest uh, for the tag team championship in a street fight. Uh, Owens and Zayn, I think, are going to retain here. I think we're telling a a Judgment Day story with JD McDonough, everything that's going on there. Um, And I can see this being the one of the night where I'm like most certain there'll be like a interference finish going on um to lead to something else and kevin and sammy keeping those belts how about you kenny i think this is actually the match the biggest match on payback where i can't i find it difficult to predict the winner Mm because i could see them putting the belts on balor and priest short term to further the angle or i could see them keeping them on zane and owen when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, I think if I gone to my head, I'm going to say I think I think that Ballard and Priest are going to win the titles. That's my okay. prediction. Um, but just for like, it'll be like a couple of weeks, and I think that yeah. Sammy Kale might get it back. But I think I think it's secretly because I want the Judgment Day thing to last longer. So Me this, too. Would make, this would make it last longer. So maybe I'm just like wishing it into fruition, you know, and just like yeah. trying to manifest it or something. But um, I gotta yeah, like, say, I don't think there's a group in history that I've done more of a full turn on than Judgment Day. Like when they started, especially because of Edge, I was just like, this is awful. And now they're my favorite thing on WWE. Like, especially with Dom. They're really, really good. Um, I don't think I've ever like swung that hard on like on a group. Yeah, it's. I mean, I would never have thought that a group would get lot, uh, much better with Edge is not in it, but that's <laughs> kind of where we are, like kind of how this ended up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the group's great. I think it's been, it's, what I really love is the idea that like when China was in DX, right, and China used to mm-hmm. always kind of be the silent muscle and kind of like, she would do a funny face here or there, but I love the idea that Rhea is like the boss of the group in some ways, like yeah. her saying on Raw, if you guys don't win the gold, I'm going to make some changes. Like, I like that she's kind of in charge. So there's not really anybody in the group that is bad. Uh, they're all, like, on a level where they're all as good as each other. The JD McDonough stuff's really funny because he doesn't feel like he's on the Judgment Day level. But yeah. I guess you kind of have to put him in that and, and keep him around so he eventually feels like he's on that level. So... Um, you can, I don't think you can have JD McDonough and Finn Balor on the same show without putting them like in close proximity, like in the same group or something, because they're just too similar. And I know, <laughs> like, JD, do you remember when we were in the Royal Albert Hall all those years ago and they brought out? the guys um for us all to ask questions to and jay i think jd was like the first one and they were like this is like the first time we ever met and they're like i was first and i asked him something about finn balor and he's immediately like i i don't want association with finn balor i'm my own man yeah i mean <laughs> god, god bless there. you god bless you you got because when he came out we were like oh okay and then you yeah. have to go first, which was like, yeah. at least I had some time to think of something. I mean, if any of us in that room had gotten it first, Finn Balor would have been the, that's all we had to kind of, <laughs> to go. But I, I mean, I, I actually think he, I think he might be, I could see it being something where he helps them win the belts. Yeah. And then like Damien Priest has to kind of like, you know, put up with them because he helped them win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this one too. I think this would actually be a really great opener on yeah. the show to really get it going but uh, yeah I'm going to go with a title change here a bold prediction as much as you have a major argument I'm going to stick with Owens and Sam 
I don't think we're going to disagree on the next one. We just talked about her a bit. So let's do Rhea Ripley versus Raquel uh, Rodriguez. Um, what you said about Rhea uh, and China, and like I grew up with China as well. And it's it's so true. It's like, this is like a China for 2023 when, you know, women have a lot more opportunities. We get some more respect. You know, you can be the, the women's champion like she is. You can be the actual leader of the group. She's so cool. She's, I think the person on the roster that they're just doing like the absolute best with now um, and really like Triple H's best project. I think she's 100% winning this. There's no way that she's losing the title here um, at all. No, but yeah, this is like one of the easy, easiest results of the night. I think the thing that, the, the thing that I like the most coming out of this, I agree it's Rhea, so there's not really much more to say about yeah. who I think is going to win. But like, you know, <clears throat> I've kind of dubbed her smiley raquel which has been like uh-huh. one of my least favorite things in wrestling the last two years because she was so great in nxt as the kind of you know the, mm-hmm. the monster type woman and i just the smiliness grates yeah. on me because it just looks so false it's like you know when you go into like a shop and somebody's like can i help you and you know that yeah. inside they want you to die but they're yeah. pretending that they want you to want help or want to help you and um, but i think what rhea has been able to do in this is get something out of Raquel that nobody else has been able to get. And that's Mm -hmm. special, I think, especially with their history. So I think this is going to be, I think I saw uh, Backup Hangman on uh, Twitter saying that this is going to be like a sleeper match. Like people are not expecting how good it's going to be because they work together in NXT. And um, yeah, I think people are maybe going to underestimate this one, which I think is going to be to their detriment. Yeah. I think... um... Rhea always like knocks out of the park in pay-per-view. I think some of her matches with Charlotte are honestly some of my favorite women's matches of the past like 10 years, you know, like so yeah, much. That, that Mania match this year was just unreal. Amazing. And I always say that they had the first actually good pandemic match, Rhea and Charlotte. And I thought they had the first good fans or back match as well. Um, but yeah, her and Mia, like they have a lot of history. And I do think that her and Raquel, sorry, and I and I think if if Smiley Raquel had like never happened, we would probably be able to have more of a debate of who the winner would be. But Rhea's just, you know, such a dominant figure. It just it ain't happening here. No chance. No chance. But hopefully hopefully this will that whatever happens in this match will bring out Raquel to have more of a personality than like yeah. A next customer service employee. Do you know what I mean? Like something, <laughs> something better. And for the Americans, a target customer service employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the reference. So I forgot that this is like a mainly American reference thing, and I'm yep. using British ones. Oh well. <laughs> All right, we got our final match here: Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, um, the World Heavyweight Championship. This one, you know, I think they've done a pretty good job with Nakamura building this up. It's just uh, quite a few years too late. Um, he had a, he came in NXT, he had a great first night. Then he had a very long holiday of surfing and occasional wrestling. Um, and they've been done pretty good within the past couple of weeks. But I'm in no way convinced that he's going to win. Um, I feel more like just... Seth needed a challenger, and I think Seth is taking this one. Yeah, I would agree Seth's taking it. I think, to your point, not to go through too much of a Nakamura chronology, but if you'll let me. Um, I I, so, 
So when I was in Dallas at WrestleMania 32, so like, mm -hmm. you know, you know this with me, I tend to, I don't tend to go to the press box at wrestling shows, not because yeah. I think I'm too good for it or anything, but mainly because I have like three or four friends I go to wrestling shows with and I want to go with them. I want to experience it that way. So I tend to pay for all my tickets, which is frustrating when you could be pressed and not have to pay for your tickets. But, you know, I, I that's what I do. And at WrestleMania 32 weekend, I could not get any tickets for NXT in Dallas at all. And eventually I was able to get a press ticket and go and see Nakamura and Sami Zayn. In, in that match and it was so good and it was so exciting and then a year later he gets called up and he has this feud with Dolph Ziggler which was yeah. just hell and then he faces Jinder for the WWE title where Jinder beats him multiple times so that was further hell and then we all thought things were looking up because he won the Royal Rumble in 2018 one of the mm -hmm. best men's Royal Rumbles of all time mm -hmm. and then he went on to have these three matches with AJ Styles and I had seen the the, the the big New Japan match with AJ Styles and Nakamura and loved it. And their matches in WWE were just really disappointing the whole run. So it was like, well, if he's not going to have a good match, if he's not going to have a good feud with AJ Styles, then what's going to happen? And then we've kind of had this like four, five years since then of just like flatline. Yeah. Just like, and I look, I do think if you're Nakamura and you've got this big contract and you can be in WWE and you can go surfing and you can do a softer style, and that's enough, then that's that's fine. I don't begrudge it at all. I think he's great. But when you see what he's done the last couple of weeks, you're like, imagine I know. if this had happened in 2017. Like, how good it would... Like, him doing promos in Japanese with the subtitles is just... It's so good. But, I, yeah. but also, I do not buy he's going to beat Seth Rollins. But Yeah, there was a time when he was in New Japan that Nakamura is my favourite wrestler in the world. Um, really? he's, yeah, and he still has my favorite entrance of all time the Wrestle Kingdom one with the dancers is uh, absolutely like my favorite show. entrance ever. And he, his New Japan theme used to be my ringtone. I was just, you know, I would just be walking around waiting for someone to hear it and go, Is that, is that Shinsuke Nakamura's theme? Julie, like, <laughs> um. <laughs> But it's really weird thinking about him now because, like, if I was to compile like a list of like my favorite wrestlers ever, I think he's one of those guys that we would just I would forget about because it's kind of just been diminished like recently. But yeah, there, there's been bright spots this past couple of weeks. But I do think that that's too little, too late. On a routine. So that was that was payback. That was the six match card for payback. Are you more excited now? About what we're about to talk about, or what we've just talked about? No, about payback. Oh yeah, no. Pay, I, I'm, I actually, I actually, I, this has made me more like us talking through the card has made me a little bit more into it because okay. there's like there's good matches on it. There's Becky and Trish in the cage. Yeah. There's Rhea and Raquel. There's the tag title match, and Seth and Nakamura is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I, th I, I think payback is going to be a good card. Um. But I mean, payback is also not like. It's not. It's not like SummerSlam. It's not. You know. Yeah. It's not like this. There's no like prestige. Big... Yeah. There's no prestige. So it's not like. Whereas the show we're about to talk about is all prestige. Mm -hmm. You know, the first yeah. one of the second ever AEW pay per view, the Chicago Labor Day weekend. Is that what it is? It's Labor Day. Yeah. Memorial Day. Whatever weekend. Labor Day. Labor Day. Um. So yeah, th there's a tradition there. There's a big. There's more hype to it. So. Um, okay. Well, let's see if we can get you hyped for all okay. out well i'll be honest not. i'm not hyped either i'm 
very hyped to talk to you about it and to really rip into it. Um, but this is going to be the first AW pay per view like since the um, since Full Gear twenty twenty one that I have watched at home. So I will be getting a lot of pizza in for this and <laughs> <laughs> hoping for the best. Let's start with the first match that was announced for All Out weeks ago. They they actually did announce one match quite well in advance. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship match. Um, this one for me, I want Luchasaurus to keep it because I want Christian to keep it. Like, that's really it. I think that Darby Allen, he's had many great TNT championship runs. And when he's with the belt, it always feels more important. It feels more like what Orange Cassidy is doing right now with the international championship. But I love the Christian stuff. Um, I was just listening to uh, the True Heel Heat show with SP3 and Benno. And they 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 started like fully scaring me because they started saying like, what if... What if Edge is coming in? So therefore we have to, they have to, they feel like they have to turn Christian face. So th- something's going to happen where this whole thing with him and Luchasaurus ends or whatever. And this is all for Edge. And I was just like, no. Like the idea of Edge coming in does scare me because Edge is another guy that I've seen his entire career and for me it peaked at SummerSlam 98 when he was Sable's mystery partner like for me that was the peak that's Um, an early peak that's a very early peak that was a couple weeks in early peak um and then the stuff he's done recently in WWE I haven't liked at all haven't liked the acting and now I'm worried he's gonna run this Christian thing Christian's um calling out fatherless children gimmick is the best thing I've ever seen and this man cannot drop that gimmick until I appear on Dynamite and he promos on me uh, that's my dream Um, all that wow. to say is I want Luchasaurus to win this match how about you Kenny do you feel as strongly uh, I don't think anyone can feel as strongly as, as what you just said but um, I, I, I mean the thing is I think that the other week in Collision, we had Darby Allen and Christian, right, on, on, yeah. on that show. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. And I wish that was what was happening on this show. But unfortunately, yeah. Christian is not the TNT champion. I actually, It's funny you mentioned the Edge thing, because when I was watching All In back on TV, um, and I haven't even watched SummerSlam back on TV yet, but I did watch All In back. Did you watch it on ITV4 last night, or did you watch it on Fight? I watched it on Fight. I wasn't. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not watching adverts to get through it. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to... I'll do the real thing. Um, but I was what when Christian was coming out after his Big Ben clock entrance thing, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm actually really into the idea of Edge being here with him because I think if yeah. Edge, I think one of the things with Edge in his WWE run towards the end was he had that really good feud with Seth Rollins, and he yeah. done some stuff with Beth, which was really good because obviously you know then being married and getting to do stuff was really good. And then I think he kind of ran out of things to do, mm-hmm. and I think that if he came to AEW, there would be like a point to prove. Like in WWE, he's just he's Edge the Legend. That's kind yeah. of the Hall of Famer. He doesn't have anything to prove. There's nobody who you want him to face. Whereas in AEW, it's like, oh, I quite like the idea of Edge and MJF. I quite like the idea of Edge and Christian either together or apart. Or mm-hmm. I like the idea of Edge 
and Darby Allen. Like, there's a lot of people I would like to see him work with. So I think that could be good. I'm not sh- I mean, do I think Edge has come to AEW? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, that is not, I don't know anything. I'm not, I'm not sure on here. I don't have contacts. Don't come for me. I'm just saying I think it's going to happen. Um, mainly because I think if he has a contract from WWE, he's just going to re-sign it. Why are you going to wait for free money, essentially? Yeah. Like, he wouldn't need to come back for months anyway. He would just get paid. So I think he's going to go to AEW, but I don't... I used to really like Luchasaurus in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's the end of my statement. <laughs> um, and now it's it's like Darby is so good. Um, that's the end. That's all. Um, I think that Luchasaurus is going to win uh-huh. by shenanigans via Christian uh, because I think Christian with the belt is really, really great. And I yeah. think Darby and Sting can hopefully... I actually really want Darby and Sting to do a tag title feud with FTR. I'd like to see that happen. That would be really good. That would um, be good. And maybe that's maybe that's how Sting's career ends. Maybe you do like a big match at I don't know, Full Gear or Revolution or whenever it is that like Sting puts his career on the line if they can't win the titles. And that's how yeah. it, it finishes. But yeah, I think Luchasaurus is going to win here, but I'm not excited about it. If it was Christian, I'd be excited. He'll okay. be there, so at least there's that. He'll be there. It is turtleneck. All right, we're both choosing Luchasaurus, but because we like Christian, it is is where we've gone. <laughs> no compliments to Luchasaurus have been given, as we both like No, just for the record, everyone. <laughs> Nothing positive there. <laughs> Much love to Christian, though. Um, yeah. Okay, next we've got Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Were you were you in Wembley when Miro came out? No, um, but actually, th- this this brings up a, a point of contention for me. I was not in the building uh-huh. when that happened, but no. one thing I was really looking forward to all in was Grado and Jeff Jarrett, which I really wanted to happen. Yeah. So because on TV they've been like, get there for five o'clock, get there for five o'clock. I was like, okay. So we get there at like quarter to five. I was like, great, we've got time to go and get a beer. And then it's like 10 to 5. And everybody in my group goes for a piss at 10 to 5. And all of a sudden, you hear Jeff Jarrett's music. I was like, no! It's happening now! So I'm like, I don't care. I, I'm, I left my group of people, like a thief in the night, to just go and stand to see it all happen. So thank God I finally got to see that. Um, but no, I didn't see the Miro Powerhouse Hobbs thing. Um, the faint praise I can give the feud is that Miro is doing something with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this will be good. I think that this will be a good meaty men slap meat type thing. Um, I, I have the fear that QT Marshall will get involved here in some way because he just can't quit per his hobs. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is a meal win all day long. There's no way that per his hobs is beating Miro here. I did not see it uh, at Wembley either, and I didn't see the Jeff Grado thing either. I was outside the venue when the Hobbs um, stuff was happening, but that started really early. So what, like time, was- what time locally did that? So if the, the Grado and the Grado Jeff stuff started at ten to five, and then yeah. five was like. So when did the Miro and Hobbs stuff happen? I think it started like half four, like because they had the advertised pre-show, but then they started that like an hour early so yeah, then they did an that, extra hour, yeah yeah um so I, I didn't i didn't see that and um i did hear jeff jarrett's music but i was enjoying some like 
a media catering at the time and I just I didn't want to didn't want to leave my pasta what, to be honest. What was uh, what so fill me in for me and in, in the in the cheap seats. What was the what was the media media catering? What was on offer? It was amazing. Um it it was so good and usually everything's shite. Um but this was really, really good. Like there was um a full like there was I got pasta bolognese, but there was like a seafood option, a vegetarian option, like a chicken option. Um, good size too, like little portions. Um, very nice. I had some of that with uh, Sean, and I saw everyone indulging in it. I saw you know Big Dave having a whatever <laughs> eating his dinner, you know. Um, and then they also had this was the best part. They had coffee on tap. And I was wow. I was wrecked when I got to All In um, because I'd been out too late the night before, to be honest. Um, so I didn't think I would make it through the show. Coffee on tap. So I had maybe six to seven coffees during the entire show. Um, they also had like Coke, Diet Coke bottles as well. Um, and then they brought out like cookies um, and brownies and stuff. So like first class. Food. Well, well, well. I'm glad you brought that up because let me tell you what it was like in the real world at Wembley Stadium, right? So, okay. so everybody in my group was drinking beer, and I can't really drink beer because I just I I get really bloated. So I can't drink it. So I was okay. I'll get a vodka somewhere. I'll get a little vodka diet coke. And I said to the woman, "Is is there anywhere here that sells spirits?" And she's like, "Yeah, if you just go down there, there's like a a thing." So it says Spirits Bar. <clears throat> I was like, "Great, this I can go here." And I go up, and there's only two options. It's either a vodka and lemonade or a rum mm-hmm. and cola. But it's not, there's not like a bottle of vodka or a bottle of rum yeah. to put in. It's like they had these two massive canisters of what looked like hand sanitizer that you scoosh out. One yeah. was clear and one was like Coke colored. So they would do like a scoosh of like soda stream lemonade. Then they would go to like a draft thing and put like something yeah. in it, and out of it would come. A vodka and lemonade and i was like and but apparently there's no you cannot get a spirit in wembley stadium at all wow and i was like how in 2023 not that i'm saying you need to stock vodka for me at a stadium but like it's a seven hour show i thought yeah. it'd be nice to have one or two um and then and my other half got a rum and coke and it was like see-through it, it was like it, it was bad so they must wow. have spent the good money on the media box to make sure that you guys are taken care of. And do you know what? If you and Dave Meltzer can tuck into a spaghetti bolognese, then I'll take the dregs in the in, in section 110 with uh, my vodka and lemonade. I did feel super bad because I, when I met my friends after the show, I was like, how much did you spend in there, guys? And they, you know, had quite massive amounts. And I was said, I spent zero. I spent zero <laughs> in there. I, and I filled my bag with Diet Coke bottles before I left. Okay. <laughs> Quite yeah, right. For the, for the journey home, for the after party, you know, I want to keep keep my record of paying nothing. Um, well, oh, yes, we were on, we got very distracted there. We were on Mirror and Hobbs. Neither of us saw the Wembley setup. I will say about Hobbs, please take this guy away from QT. I was there when Hobbs won the TNT title. I was at that uh, Dynamite. Um, and it was one of those things where, you, you know, you got like, people cheering. Um, and I was just like, this is awful. He's like, I like, I really like this guy. And he's won it with QT. This is, and he was doing all this serious Book of Hobbs stuff. 
And then he got this QTV thing that seemed the opposite. I will say I did see him celebrate his um, TNT championship win in McDonald's after that show. So he is at least a man of the people. Um, that's good for it- him. <laughs> Didn't MGF do that as well? There was a thing that MGF had went to McDonald's at like two in the morning after the. Oh after, really? After, yeah, he said there was like a guy who worked at McDonald's who was like, uh, MGF just like slagged me off, but maybe help him with the like the machine. Oh wow! Classic MGF. <laughs> I thought I thought this one for Hobbs. I I was like that's he was in McDonald's like right after dynamite there was a mcdonald's next to this dynamite and he was just like there in there like he he clearly didn't wait for the show to end because he got there like before all the fans um and like but people like weren't that excited he he was just eating like with his family and people would walk past and be like congrats man and he'd just be like yeah <laughs> but i don't know if you've ever like been around an AEW show um you just always see Hobbs walking back. He he just seems to do laps of wherever he is. But, but that's all I'll say. Every city I've ever been in, I've run into powerhouse Hobbs to the lap, <laughs> get his steps in. So um, who do you, who do you, I, do you think do you think it's Hobbs or Miro? I think it's Miro. Yeah. I think it's Miro because I think they're gonna have to put something behind Miro at some point. I mean, his vignettes are awesome, but like, let's actually do something here. And I think a win over Hobbs could move him forward yeah i think so all right next we've got chris statlander versus ruby soho for the tbs championship um this one so i think did had, did ruby steal the ruby stole the belt right um or am i making did that, ha- if that did that happen on rampage i think so i, I think she said stole her belt my, from her this is I, how little time they give these storylines. Like Chris Statlander takes the belt from Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill mm-hmm. that had had this title for longer than anyone has ever held a title in AEW. Jade, Car- Jade Cargill, MIA, by the way. Yeah, MIA Jade Cargill. She loses it with Chris just running out um, after her match with Ty Valkyrie. So yeah. there was... This whole Jade Cargill story had no great end. I mean, I'm sure she'll come back. Well, I'm not sure, but, you know, that was wild. Uh, and then Chris gets the belt, and you barely see her. She doesn't get Wembley much. Um, oh, Vaz has said that Ruby did take the title, but she left it on the ramp. She's she's nice. She's not as mean as Nyla Rose, who did once steal the TBS belt. Oh, I was thinking, they can't do that twice, can they? <laughs> you know, the woman yeah. steals the belt from the other. But Tony would, um, <laughs> where he's like four ideas he has for women or is it three but yeah this one like i can't i can't say that i have any like great excitement for it because i just like don't think it's been built up much um i'm gonna pick chris to win just because like i haven't really seen her do anything with the belt and i would like her to do something so if she just loses it i think it will be like an extremely forgettable win um but yeah i don't really have much more to say on it take it away kenny I mean, there's not really much to take away. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, the plane has no fuel, everybody. Yeah, um, yeah I, like, I really like the Outcast. I think they're they're really good. They have managed to buck the lack of storytelling in AEW for women mm-hmm. thing by actually having some interesting stories together. But so I think it would actually be more interesting for Ruby to be the champion at this yeah. point, which is more of, like, a damning indictment of the, the Chris Statlander thing of, like, 
because I think you need to make your decision on what Chris Statlander is. Is she an yeah. alien? Is she a human? What's her deal? And I think that, you know, if you've got 900,000 people who watch Dynamite and you've got 550,000 who watch Collision and 400 who watch Rampage, mm-hmm. you really need to be hitting those people in Dynamite with who she is, what she's doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and like, because the thing is, if I'm brutally honest with you, I'm glad that Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho was not on All In because mm-hmm. that card did not need to be any longer and that match hadn't been built to a level where it felt like it needed to be on that show. But, the, you know, to cause I think it was, was Lytic Wrestling who asked Tony the question at the post-show scrum yeah. about yeah. more women's matches, which was a totally valid question. I'm glad she asked that. But to me, the problem is he hadn't booked anything. Like, to me, if, it, if I'd been booking All In, right, very quickly, mm-hmm. I would have had two women's matches on the show. One would have been Tony Storm as champ, against Soraya, who had won the tournament with them still in the outcast together. Bit yeah. of tension, but they're in the same team, and then they have the match. That would have been great. And then with Britt Baker, I would have had her against Jade Cargill in a big yeah. kind of two women against each other match who are stars, build a story, have Jade kind of be like, well, I've been defeated once. You can't get a win anywhere. You know, then have – you can – Britt was one of the pillars through the, the pandemic. They could have a thing back and forth. There's an easy story to tell there. They both come across like big stars, so that would have been good. But and I, I'm just trying to talk about anything else but this match because I don't really say about it. But I well, think, yeah, and like I totally, I when it comes to having two women's matches um, on All In, like yeah, there should have been two women's matches on it. But I think before we can start like adding up how many women's matches on a card, Tony just actually has to give women storylines that he's building to you know as you said there wasn't a story for this one to be in the card and i think like i've been vocal about it he's a he is a terrible booker of women's wrestling like he doesn't care like he doesn't give them stories and i think we're like so far into it that i know like he has excuses for everything and mostly when it comes to women it's it's Ring of Honor is really great. You should watch Ring of Honor. It's like his excuse. I mean, I will but, say that. I think I do think with Tony, one thing that, and I'm not, I'm not saying that he is right at all, but I think his mindset. I always remember years ago there was a, a one of the AEW pay-per-views. I think you'd asked a question actually to Cody about Hikarashida, who was defending the title against Nyla Rose. I think, and there was some question about it. I'm sure it was you on one of the calls, and basically the gist of it was about the story and Cody's answer was well this is about it being a sports contest and about these being two people who are going up for a belt and I think that's how Tony sees it but the problem is the women have like Chris Statlander as an example she is not as established as a character as uh, somebody like Christian or Darby Allen so you can kind of put Darby Allen in a match and not really give him a lot of story and people will be massively into it because he's Mm. so over but when you put women who are not given a lot of story into a scenario and go, here's the match, it's like you're not going to get that level of excitement from people, um, which I think is un- it's unfair to expect that of, you know, somebody like, I use Chris under as the example because I think if you're just switching on AEW, you kind of go, who is she? Yeah. Like, what's her, I don't know what her deal is. And that's not yeah. on her, that's on you know, they've not told us. Ruby Soho, you kind of know who she is because she was in WWE. She's got mm-hmm. a very unique look. She's a bit punk rock. She's a bit gothy. Yeah. Like, it's quite clear to get who she is. But when you don't know who the champion is, then what's the reason to, to care? 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think Statlander is going to retain, but I think it would be more interesting if Ruby won. Yeah, I do think they can do something really interesting with Ruby winning, but I think Statlander is going to retain. I, I would I would feel sorry for her if she but lost it at this point. To, to your point about, yeah, I think if she lost it now, it would, it would probably do more harm for her. Because yeah. it would be like, like when Hobbs lost the TNT title, it was like, already? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so I'm with you. Next up, we have um, Eddie Kingston and Shibata uh, taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, this one, like, sorry, I've just lost who exactly the ones are. Claudio and Wheeler. Sorry, it's Claudio oh, yeah. and Wheeler from the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I mean, I know for a fact how on the fly this match was because I heard a story about Tony seeing Shibata backstage at All In and saying, oh, I should book you for our next show. When can you be there? And he was like, next week. So (laughs) seriously, seriously. So I guess he was like, we have access to Shibata for this weekend. Uh, Let's have him team up with Eddie and take on Claudio and Wheeler. I think that it's going to be a really great match. Um, Eddie Kingston's one of my top three, if not like number two wrestler in the company. Uh, Amazing. But I just, I don't know if I'm going to live to see the day that he gets his singles match with Claudio because it just never seems to happen. And I'm, you know, I'm worried about that. Can I ask you a question? And I don't want you to deliberately try to knock Tony or anything. I'm I'm asking this in a very general way, right? Because I'm curious as to what the answer would be. You, you are more clued up in AEW than anyone I know, right? right. So if I, was like a, if I was like a random fan who's just come into mm-hmm. AEW in the last couple of months, why does Eddie Kingston hate Claudio? Well, if you've only seen AEW... Yeah. So if I'm an AEW fan, I'm going, why? What's the reason? Okay. If you've only seen AEW, I would tell you that last year, Eddie hated... Chris Jericho and wanted to beat him and the match was ended by Claudio. Do you remember that? That was at Blood and Guts. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even but even at that so, point, it, Eddie hated Claudio for some reason. He did, into yeah. that, Which we so, still not been told. We never, no, we never got the, like he would, because he came into it and he was like, I hate you, but I'll, I'll team with you because of the the enemy on the other side right yeah yeah um so we never got that we did get you know like the on commentary of course them saying that but no we never got that explained but i guess what they did with uh, at the end of the blood and guts match then would have given you like a, a reason on canon like claudio you know taking the moment from eddie that he worked for um but yeah they never like properly followed that up and then it led us to a point a few weeks ago where Eddie returned after being in the G1 and he's back to hearing Claudio. Eddie it Kingston. is too, like Tony relies too much on everyone knowing like everything because the Claudio Eddie hatred is like Chicago shit that he, like Tony's using rather than you know building it in AW and like that is a huge problem. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a big problem. I don't I still don't know what I I think they hate each other from in Ring of Honor. I don't I don't know. I don't I, I still don't know. Eddie Kingston is so great as a performer. Claudio is yeah. really good, but like 
I mean, one thing they could have done on this show was give us the Eddie and Claudio singles match. I assume they're holding it off for full gear, but this just feels like a. I mean, look, Shibata, it's great that he's back and he's able to do it again. You know, people never thought he was going to be able to. I really like Wheeler and Claudio. I like all the people in this match, but it does feel... Yeah, we we love them, but it feels like a house show tag team match. Yeah. It feels so, it it feels like Tony found out he could get Shibata. <laughs> and that's not like a reason to use... Like, your reason to use Shibata is like, oh, I've got a mystery opponent. I don't have one. You know, yeah. oh, Shibata's here. He could be the mystery opponent in this, yeah. whatever it is. But... Yeah, I think this match is like a the pinnacle of what is a wrong with all out, which is matches mm. that will be really good but don't feel all out worthy. Yeah, they have not gone all out for all out. No, they've, they've not even gone out. half out. Like <laughs> they've gone a smidge out for all out. So uh, who's your winner? Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Blackpool Combat Club because I think Eddie's better when he's a frustrated loser. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the, the Blackpool Combat Club will win. That'll give Eddie more anger to go against Claudio. Um, for I actually thought that Eddie's promo on the on Dynamite this week. No, was it Dynamite? No, it was Collision the night before All In. Uh-huh. I thought Eddie Eddie's promo backstage in retaliation to the Blackpool Combat Club was tremendous. And yeah. um, if this does get us to Eddie and Claudio at full gear, then I mean, all yeah. is not forget all is not forgiven, but all might be forgotten almost. I would actually like to be there for Eddie Claudio live. So I guess a I guess present for you. Tony's doing. Yeah, a birthday present. Let's move on to like speaking about not telling us things on TV. We've got Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the uh, Ring of Honor Television Championship. He did win a tournament. They did show a video package, but didn't explain that. And this just felt like it came out of nowhere for the AW show and maybe feels like we're filling up some spaces with Ring of Honor stuff. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess Joe's it's difficult because... Be yeah, Joe's going to win. I guess it's difficult because for me, so I'm not... I wouldn't call myself uh, like a traditional journalist. I interview wrestlers as part of my job. You know, I run a yeah. website and all this stuff. But like, I don't... For my job, I don't... I've only got so much time I can dedicate to wrestling and yeah. I don't ring of honor is not going to get to me. So I wonder how many people are like me who just don't get to ring of honor. Therefore don't know who don't know the, the Shane Taylor story or don't know where he, you know, because last week we saw Samojo and CM Punk on all yeah. in and now it's Samojo and Shane Taylor. And I think a lot of people who watch AEW don't necessarily want ring of honor. Like, they, yeah. like it's like I don't go to McDonald's and want a taco from Taco Bell. Like mm-hmm. I want McDonald's. I want that's what I'm here to 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 get. So I feel like it's like this the Ring of Honor thing is just kind of this constant thing that we like this feels like we're getting half AEW and half is is it, is it a forbidden door for Ring of Honor this show? Like is that what it is? It feels like it. And so they had this whole tournament on Ring of Honor, um, and she and Taylor won that. But really, all we were seeing was Samoa Joe and his CM Punk stuff, and it's totally random. They didn't like fully properly explain that on on Dynamite. Um, I think a lot, like, look, most of my friends are hardcore AW people. They don't watch 
Ring of Honor. Like, they just they don't watch it. And a lot of my friends are people that were Ring of Honor fans from before Tony bought it. So they know she and Taylor. But when this match was announced on Dynamite, it was like, what? I, we weren't expecting this. And I think that, yeah, it's going to be good. And she and Taylor, like, absolutely deserves the opportunity. Um, but I can't see it, you know, being one that people are like invested in. And I think, yeah, if you're just an AW viewer, it is random as to see Samoa Joe take on CM Punk and Wembley. And then this is what he's doing in the next pay-per-view. It's just really, I think it's an easy bet that Joe's going to win. Um, and yeah, that's then back to ring of honor for she and Taylor. But I do think like, it's not something to get into here, but to me, the Ring of Honor thing has been a bad idea when it comes to AW. Like, it's it definitely takes some of Tony's focus. It makes these kind of random things happen when there's like a ton of AW guys that need matches on shows on women. And yeah, yeah. my, my, what, my, I, I think like in 2020, 2021, because when did he announce? The Idol Witch thing was it February 2021 or 2022? February 2022. Yeah, that like there is a correlation between when my interest dipped in AEW because mm-hmm. I just I didn't want I didn't want all these extra people who I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and I know Tony assumes that we know who they all are, and some people do. Like, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. I'm the same as everybody else, but I, th- I feel like it for this one because I'm not, I'm not going to a whole other rant, but I feel like it's unfair for Shane Taylor because he's kind of in a no win position. Because yeah. no matter how good he is, a lot of people are going to be like, I'm not paying $50 to see Samoa Joe and this guy. Yeah. And that's not on him because there's nothing he no. can do to, to change that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about something funny? Sure. MJF and Adam Cole are taking oh. on the team of John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I, what is he on? Like, I'm not answering that question. What? I know. <laughs> You're not getting me on camera answering that. When you saw the lineup of the team, like, oh, firstly, this is the the first pay per view um, since uh, since Jericho became the first champion without the world title on it. So instead, we're getting the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles because our world champions half the ring of honor tag team titles which we've had the ring of honor dis- discussion but like that just adds to like the bizarroness of everything that he's not even half the AEW tag team champions he's half champion of another promotion but okay so he's not going to defend the world title so he's doing that and you think what can they do with it there's stuff on tv happening with the kingdom adam cole you know has history with like a lot of people but we got we're getting the dark order, like silver and metals who I, it, it's, it's just laughable. Like when I woke up and read the rampage spoilers, Oh, I'm sorry guys. We have spoiled rampage. Um, I just couldn't believe it. Like silver and metals out of everyone. It's just, I mean, cause I, I look, I looked at the, the, cause I understand the idea of like having them as a team on this show. I don't necessarily disagree. That that's what they should be doing, but it's like the Hardys were in that battle royal or are, are yeah. in that battle royal tonight. And it's like, look, the Hardys are not at their peak, but I think that you could have definitely done something fun with the Hardys coming out and being like, we want to challenge you. You know, we, we want to get back to the tag titles. We lost to 
because they lost to FTR recently, right? Or they lost to somebody. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Bucks. The Bucks they lost to. Yeah. They could be like, we we want a shot. Max doing stuff to the Hardys, like jabs to them, would have been really funny. You could have had like filmed some stuff with Cole and MGF doing like Hardy Boy research on Rampage to get ready. Yeah. Like you could have done some stuff, and then even though the match quality, I think, will be better with the Dark Order. I, the, nobody cares. Whereas I think if you yeah. put the Hardys in there, they've got a name value. They're the only team I saw from the list who I thought would have been. Um. I would have been up for it, but yeah, it's it's a no. It's he, the thing is, he knew that these shows were one week apart. This is not news, yeah. Yeah. and the CM Punk thing is nothing to do with this. He was yeah. never going to be involved in this anyway. So, like, you know, you should have known if if you're going to have them win the titles, have a team for them to face that's going to be worthy yeah. of following up last week. This is what frustr- like is so frustrating when you listen to Tony, and hopefully he's not listened to us, but I've never heard anyone with more excuses. Um, and there were a lot of excuses this week, and a lot of things happened in the world this week, but the man did himself book all in and all out a week later, and he knew months ago this was happening. So I don't really see an excuse for this card. There's definitely, like reasons why Kenny wasn't on Dynamite, why Soraya wasn't on Dynamite, stuff like that. But yeah. with all the time that there was and these events coming a week week after, um, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. And like uh, Redmond Survivors here, it says he assumed Aussie Open were going to get a rematch, but and it makes no sense that it isn't the Kingdom. Like, the Kingdom would make yeah. a lot more sense. Even giving Aussie Open a rematch would be, would be cool. But I just feel like I'm the downer on the mjf call stuff right like i really yeah like i'm not i'm not into it right i it's not that i think that funny doesn't make money is i think wrestlers aren't funny so um just not i don't enjoy it but then if if you're gonna do it where they stay friends and they win the ring of honor tag titles i would expect them to have like a more prestigious match defending those titles on this show rather than something that I honestly think like devalues them more because we only see the dark order nowadays in kind of like comedy jobber spots like they're hangman's friends that are his friends aren't his friends you know we don't like it's not as if we're seeing them in big spots um yeah I think there's a team that they could have defended against where it would have made things like a bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be like super serious, but feel like a bit more of a higher thing of like a bigger title defense rather than like a little bit of a, of a pay-per-view off for the world champion, especially when Tony like this whole time has been such a stickler for the world title, like the world title having to go on the last world title like this. Like I said, this is like the first show where it's not been defended. Um, So I would have expected like something, you know, bigger from the world champion. Yeah, it's it's a very underwhelming team for them to face, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what I mean. We're we're already looking ahead to like Grand Slam to see like yeah. But somebody who's who's not on this card who has been killing it is Roderick Strong. I mean, him mm-hmm. and the neck brace, like him and MGF, maybe at Grand Slam will be good. But I shouldn't. Yeah. I should be looking forward to this, not looking past it to a TV show in three weeks. Uh-huh. You know, but that's yeah. where we are. Then we have Bullet Club Gold, uh, Juice Robinson, Jay White, uh, and the Guns versus FTR and the Young Bucks. 
Um, this is an interesting one. I think that it should have been a three-way like Jay Juice versus FTR and the Young Bucks would have been better than this eight-man tag team match for no reason. That was set up by like a silly can, video on Wembley. You can say it's definitely the house show match that's been set up. The house show match. I did see someone on like, I wish I could remember who said it because I would love to credit them because I don't want to steal the idea. But the only way that this match can have some sort of significance and that it can be good to, in my eyes story-wise, is yeah. if at the beginning of the match, they're all facing off, and the Bucks just super kick FTR and walk off. And then FTR, okay. like, lose in, like, three minutes or something, or five minutes, like, to these four yeah. guys. The numbers game. That would be a really good story of, like, young Bucks kind of being like, no, you know, we didn't win. We need to get more aggressive, and have that be, like, a moment. Because that moment, if they super kick them, right at the start of the match, people would go crazy. Yeah, um, It would kind of be like that moment where in the triple threat match the Survivor Series 2008, I think it was, where they had Cena and Sean and Triple H in a triple threat, and they were in DX. And at the beginning of the match, Sean just super kicked Triple H like when the bell mm-hmm. rang, and people were going crazy. So I think that would be a great moment, and I, I would like to see that. But it, otherwise, it doesn't really matter who wins. It's an eight-man tag. It's another multi-man tag. Um, yeah. but for, since since the, the job of today is predictions, I think that the Bullet Club Gold are going to win somehow to create frustration to the baby faces. I think they're going to win as well. Um, I want them to win. I am still waiting for the day that they put the rocket uh, on Jay as a single you know, star. Best wrestler in the world, Jay White, here in a Nate Man tag match. However, I made peace with them putting him with Juice. And I am making peace with this. So good for him. At least he's on the card and he got to be at Wembley. But yeah, I think they're going to win. But And I think hopefully like Jay and Juice move on to something else and they'll probably stick with some FTR Young Buck stuff. Because that, that is intriguing, not just for like the on-screen stuff, but it's kind of intriguing like in a real life way too, that yeah, FTR yeah. and the Young Bucks work, work together. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we've I think we've got like two more to go. We have yep. Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. So Kenny's singles match here uh, at All Out. And as I, I was saying before, I can't hold it against the Chicago people because they've got fuck all else. So <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like this match with Omega and Takeshita, it's it's not really been built very well. Um, no. It's not like I like the idea of the match, but mm-hmm. it's very underwhelming. It's it you know? really it is because there is there's a really good story with Omega and Takeshita if you worked on it and Don Callis, Don Callis being the center. But Don Callis was like doing double duty telling his Jericho lore story when he should have been focusing on this Kenny and Kashta stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really, it didn't help that like Kenny wasn't there, you know, at Dynamite, you can't help this. But I think this is going to be a really good match. And I love what they've been doing with Kashta, but I do think it's kind of been muddied with this other stuff and the Don Callis stuff. Um, because like for a while, it almost seemed like Kenny had forgotten about Don and like what Don did. And then, you know, he came back to it before All In. But, yeah, I would have liked to have seen something better as far as the build. But I think it's going to be really good. And it is, like, 
well, the singles match I really wanted for All In was Omega Osprey, but that was never going to happen. So we, I would have taken Omega uh, to cash to a second. But yeah, it will be a great match. I think Takeshita is going to win, though. And I think they're going to tell a sad Kenny storyline. Sad Kenny can't get a win. Yeah, I think, and look, I'm I'm a sad Kenny sometimes. I can relate to being a sad Kenny. I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope Takeshita wins. I'm going to put it out there into the ether again, manifest it. I think he's going to win. I think he yeah. needs it way more than Kenny does. Um, he does. I think if he, if he loses, like, what's, what is the Takeshita character got left as a heel? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he has to, he has to kind of beat Kenny. So, and I, th- I think Omega is going to do do what needs to be done. I think he's, I think he's going to do it. And this will, pr- I mean, this, this in the match that we're, we're about to talk about the last one. To me, these are probably the two candidates of match of the night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we we both take Takeshita on this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so I put left this one to last because I think it will be an event. I don't know if you'll agree with me. Um, Orange Cassie versus John Moxley for the international championship. Uh, I do think they did a pretty good job with this. Like on Dynamite, it seemed it was the focus of Dynamite because you had the match with um, Moxley early on, and then match uh, Cassidy's match with Penta. Then Cassidy did a really great po- promo at the end, and they really have been leaning on this guy a lot to be that you know TV champion that wrestles all the time. I thought they were telling such a great story with him for so long of him getting like beaten down and beaten down in matches. Um, and then when it felt like it was really good, they kind of forgot about it for a few weeks. Uh, and then they were back on it. And then he did the stadium stampede match. And if you ask Tony, he absolutely they have to do this stadium stampede match rather than defend an international championship over here. Even even though Orange Cassidy seemed to be like, yeah, I don't know why I didn't defend my international championship, but so it goes. <laughs> but I think. Um, this is a really great part of, of the story of Orange Cassie. He's impressed me so much. I, I never would have thought when AEW started that like the wrestler that he's become. I'm not sure if like I fully understand it of what he is or meant to be anymore. It's just he's Orange Cassie. This is what he does now. But yeah, um, this one for me is hard to call because he has had such a great run. Um, but all good things have to come to an end. And then Moxley is like the biggest star he's he's faced for it and it feels like this could be the time because especially like we saw in his match in dynamite like he is getting broken down like the orange punch is harder to do and i think i think moxie's gonna take it uh and if he does that would be a big thing for the championship but also like very sad for orange Cassidy, who's done one hell of a job with this belt that no one wanted in the first place (laughs) Yeah, he's done a great. He's done a great job. He's he's managed to make that to me the the best title in AEW. Yeah, through the, the run that he's had. Um, I joked with him on the media day when I was interviewing him that like I said, you know, AEW's got like fourteen titles. How do you make yours feel the most prestigious? And he was like halfway through his answer, and he went, "Are there really 14? And I was like, "I think so." I think he could count them all up, and he was like, "All right, okay." Um, but yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a really good match for Moxley as well because I think mm-hmm. I I prefer Moxley when he isn't in there with someone who's also going to want to go to hardcore the whole time. Like, yeah. I prefer when it's a bit more mixed. So I think that there's going to be a good mix of stuff. I actually really like the idea that they're having Orange Cassidy talk a little bit more, like he did on mm-hmm. Dynamite, um, because he has to kind of evolve a little bit to 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 be in kind of top matches. So I think this is probably the biggest match of his AEW run. I would put it above the Jericho matches, to be honest. 
Um, yeah. And I think it should main event. I think Moxley will win, but I think that that is. I think Orange Cassidy's had such a good run that, like, if he beats Moxley, who else is he going to face? Who else is he going to defend the international title against? Um, whereas if he loses it to Moxley, you then have that kind of thing in the future of like them ma- matching up again and him trying to get his win over Moxley. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with not to, not to agree with you on everything, but yeah, I'm going to go with Moxley as well to to win. Well, that that's the announced card, but I got to ask you. What do you we have on a collision on Saturday? Uh, wow. Ricky Starks is going to challenge Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to a strap match at All Out. That's going to happen. <laughs> what do you think is going on here? And what is your current feeling on the status of Phil Brooks for All Out? I mean, look, look no one cares if Jungle Boys come to All Out or not. No. Um, what I about just- Philip? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to happen is for Ricky Starks to come out, call it Ricky Steamboat, beat him up, and then CM Punk saves the day. I think that's yeah. what should happen. I think Do you think we're it... doing this to hedge? Do I think what's like, Do you think that this whole angle is happening because Tony is not sure if Punk's going to happen and you can go either way? You can go Punk saving him or Ricky can accept the challenge and there's some kind of like farcical thing happens because it's straps anyway. Yeah, I think there's probably something in that. For, I think there's probably something in that for sure. I, th- I mean, yeah. I saw today that AEW were uh, promoting on their Instagram page the October 28th collision and Punk is on the poster still. So they're still promoting him. To me, though, like, to me, if it, without, in, from everything I've read, you know, Sean's put loads of stuff on, on this, but. Jack Perry would never have been able to do the on-camera thing he did to Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin or The Rock or John Cena. It's just not the done thing. I'm I'm positive the CM Punk acted in a way that was unprofessional, but I think he was goaded into that that thing that happened. Um, you've kind of got to read a lot of media. I mean, not Sean, but like there's there's various media who are on sides, so you've got to try and read through who's on what side. Um, but to me, it's like you're in Chicago. It's CM Punk. What used to happen? I'm not. There's a lot of stuff in wrestling that doesn't happen anymore behind the scenes, which is really good. But one thing that was really good is that people just used to get on with it and sort of do their job. Like Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz don't get along, but you would no. never have known it when they were a team at all in. So it's you like you know it now, though. <laughs> yeah, you well, yeah, it's true. But like. But you know, but that's like a you know public knowledge that they don't really get on. So, but you would but if you did not know that you would never have, have figured it out. But I think Punk is going to be there, is my gut because I think that if it goes on much longer, I think they're in danger of CM Punk's going to be like, I'm not, I'm not coming back to this. Like, yeah. Um, and there there needs to be accountability of situations. Like this is another situation that's happened, and it's not even just Punk. It's like. Sammy Guevara had a couple of things backstage. Like, there needs to be... Can you imagine, right, if you just set the scene, right, of the punk Jack Perry thing from a few weeks ago, then Perry going out on the, the show and doing the, the piece to camera. And imagine he walked backstage to Vince McMahon. Yeah. How different that would have went. Mm-hmm. Because you would never do that to Vince, because you would, no. you would know... Now, I'm not saying you should... I, I think Tony Khan seems like, from everything I've read and heard and even just speaking to him, seems like a great boss. He seems like a really nice guy. He seems like someone who has got the wrestlers 
uh, best interests at heart most of the time. I think that he seems on the up and up. But I think in some ways he needs to develop a bit more of a Vince quality in terms of like the, I am the authority. You need to respect it and not uh, be just doing all this stuff, which is, is just taken away from everything. So what do you think though? Do you think Punk is turning up or not? I hope he's turning up um, so much. And I hope, like, I just hope they sort this out, right? Because I can't fathom what AW without Punk will be like. Collision without <laughs> Punk. Collision without Punk as well. Like, what are they going to do there? Um, but as far as everything you said, like, I agree. I think I'm probably, like, harsher on Tony than you. Like, yeah. I really think he needs to do something. Um I wrote about this yesterday and it is pretty harsh. Like, but I do think that this guy, like he is letting a, a bit of a playground atmosphere here. And whether you're on the side of punk or Perry or you don't take sides or whatever, I think the, the fact that Perry thought it was okay or he could get away with like doing that to punk is, is not good. You know, someone, the idea has definitely been put in his head that that was something that was okay to do on that night of all nights, you know. I don't, well, also, like, the, like if, you, if you're if you Tony Cannon, you're not someone who is good at the confrontation stuff. You don't need to be. You just hire no. someone who is. And Because mm-hmm. I've, I've, been I've been around a lot of wrestlers, and it's very intimidating when a wrestler is upset, and they're like a name, yeah. and you've got to try and... So if, you, if it's not a skill that you have, then get somebody to do it. You know, get a... Yeah. A kind of backstage person who people respect. I mean, say say they got Mark Henry to do it, right? Just as an example, do you think people mm-hmm. are going to be like, like just trying to get around Mark Henry? They're going to be like, okay, got yeah. it. You know, that's yeah. So I think I think that's probably the answer. Is Tony needs to hire somebody who can be his uh, enforcer, not Arn yeah. Anderson, but you know, because he'll fall over. But like a new enforcer. Yeah, for sure. But I do hope that Punk shows up just for the sake of the. Chicago fans. Um, for the sake of us, uh, watch it. Yeah, for us, watch <laughs> But Kenny, are you any more excited to watch All Out after going no. through the card? No. I'm no? I am with oh. Payback. I'm not with All Out. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I feel better having talked to you about it. There's my compromise. That's the thing. Look, it was a bad um, card, right? But for us doing this, what a great card because we had a lot to talk about and a lot to go into. And, you know, it might not have been as fun if Tony had actually, you know, been running the company in a competent manner. Look at that positivity <laughs> that you've got at the end. We might not have had that many laughs, you know, if it yeah. was all good and we were, you know, everything had been built up really well. Uh, if you had to pick a match you're most excited for, what would it be? Um, I will go for... I'm trying to think of a match I'm excited for. It's, it's quite difficult. Uh, Orange casting John Moxley. I'm going to go with that one. Casting Moxley, that's the one I'm excited for. Story's been good. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to pull it out of the bag on the night. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. How about you? What's your... I'm going to go for Kenny and Takeshita. Um, Moxley and Orange Cassidy would be a close second, but I'm going to go for Omega. I think... When you put Omega in a singles match, he always delivers. And I think he's, you know, going up against a young guy that wants to prove himself too. So I think that's going to be a really good match. 
But I hope that the people who have watched this feel a bit more into it, even though we have yeah. maybe not seemed as into it. I yeah, I know. I hope it was a, at least a fun lesson for everyone. I know it was. But yeah, we, we did our best to try and like fill in the gaps that that Tony can <laughs> or get into Tony Khan's uh, head head cannon. <laughs> but anyway, Kenny, thank you so much for joining me. Um, please tell everyone watching where they can find you and tell them all about Inside the Ropes and what you got over there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and X at uh, KennyMCITR. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we have like a magazine inside the ropes magazine, inside the ropes magazine.com. We've got a website, itrwrestling.com. We've got a YouTube channel where I put all my interviews and stuff that live shows that I've done. Uh, just search inside the ropes on YouTube, and yeah, there's loads of other stuff, but that's the main stuff to contend with for now. Awesome, all right. Uh, and you can go find me at Stephanie M. Chase on Twitter over on YouTube at Stephanie Chase Wrestling. I'm going to record some stuff tonight, I'm going to talk about it all in. And about CM Punk and about Tony Khan. God <laughs> so bless you. Even more, even more. I just hope that he never sees it, you know, because I would hate to, to miss the next three hour scrum. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you all so much for watching. Um, thank you all for being in the chat. And thank you again, uh, Kenny. And I will see you all next time. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.